Yo, what's up, everybody? Brooks and Blaine, back at you with another episode of the Abrazo Football Podcast. Brooks, how are you doing, my friend? Good. We're on a nice 10K run this morning, so first time being uh-huh. outside in a while. Usually when these indoor ones are the on the on the treadmill, I don't like that, but yeah, feeling good. How about you? Well, a little easier. No, no, I mean, I was actually considering uh, Salt Lake City's having uh, their 10K um, in March, oh. and I was considering joining but it's too cold it's just it's not going to be warm. like we played soccer outside yesterday and it was cloudy and i thought i was going to kill i shouldn't say cut but it was it's just it's just entire like i am not well i do not do well in the cold weather so like 10k your temperature sure i but yeah like on our building like they have a like signed plaster. It was like they had a they had a 5k in february that i missed it was on the 5th of february that would be cool then a 10k on the 10th of March, and then they have a 15K on the 15th of April. Run SLC is what they call it. I feel like April will be fine, but in the, yeah, like in Salt Lake, it's like March sometimes can be like surprisingly colder than, you know, these other ones. They could creep up on you. But here, it's like 20 degrees Celsius right now, so it's like so nice. Yeah. Also, you guys have nice nice weather and nice air. The, the pollution in the air in Utah, especially during the winter months, mm. is obscene. So I'd also be like, might get like the bubonic plague if I didn't put on like a gas mask and like detox afterwards. Yeah, you're playing soccer in this weather, no? Yeah. I mean, sometimes they'll cancel our games when the weather's too bad or people just won't show up, like when there's like a forest fire. But typically the the air's better in the summer. But yeah, we still, I mean, we still play. Like we, our season starts in April, so we'll be out there. But Ah, okay. I'll have the snood on. Yes, I love the, the whole snood. time. The banned substance yeah. in the in Europe. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You, gloves? No, me yesterday. I tell you what, the British media had a fit. I had the snood on and gloves. And took your shirt off to celebrate. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking speaking of breaking rules and taking shirts off and getting hit with a yellow card, a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, the the topic was broached, Brooks, of bringing a blue card into the game. Um, and by now, I'm sure everyone is, you know, they've been online, they've watched the shows, they know the blue card is kind of like a stepbrother to the yellow card, right? Uh, if you do a technical foul or a professional foul, you will be shown the blue card or, or dissent. You can be shown the blue card. And what you get benched? They send you to the sin bin, is what they've been calling it all over the media. They sent you to the sin bin for ten minutes to cool off, and if you get another one, then it's you know two blues equal red, one blue, one yellow, two yellow. All of these combinations equal a red card. But the idea is that you're sitting for ten minutes when you get shown the blue card, Brooks. I need to know how you feel about this blue and blue card. I mean, off the bat, I was like, this is just so stupid. Like, just utilize yellow cards and red cards better or, you know, make these punishments. Like, they've been talking about about dissent, or, you know, for years and saying that they're going to make it more punishable. Um, they've done a pretty good job at, like, showing you a, a red when you, like, a straight red when you've stopped a clear goal-scoring opportunity. I don't know. Like, I don't love, I just, like, I guess I'm more of, like, a purist in these things. Like, I just want to, the game to stay how it is, but, but, but... Like, I don't know, just like be more harsh on these penalties if they are, you know, rather than instigating an entirely new card. But 
I don't know. I mean, I guess like it could work. It's just this just sounds so silly to me. Um, I don't know. I don't love it. I don't like it. I don't, I'm not. I think I'm. I think I'm against it. I'm. I'm. I'm all for making like a bit more harsh penal like penalties when somebody's doing something like dissent, for example. You know, faking it. These flops. But as far as floppers. like the fl- yeah. floppers need to be shown a card right then and there. Um, so I think that if you just handled yellow and red cards better, you wouldn't need a blue card. But maybe this is how they're handling it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, so I thought, okay, a blue card. I mean, I've been shown a fair amount of blue cards during my indoor soccer days. And they send you to cool off and have a rethink about what you've done. I think it's only like two minutes, but the game's there at like 40 minutes. So it scales down. Personally, I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little bit torn if I'm honest. Hold on, this dog wants to come back in here. Um, my dog, come on, jump, 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 jump. Good dog sitting. Oh, nice. Um, my thought is, you know, if some, my, my first thought was, if you sit somebody out for 10 minutes, that, that like, for like, for example, like, I just think back to the Euro final, right? Sokka's through, um, was it Cialini? Yeah. Just grabs them and pulls them yeah. back. <laughs> like that, that, like that was pretty horrendous. Yeah. Um, not like, in ter- like no one was like being hurt, but like in terms of like, a clear goal scoring opportunity despite him not being the last man that was like a professional like i'm just gonna like i'm not even gonna go for it. i'm just gonna stop you like i'm literally it's like in the nba when like they just like wrap you up yeah when you're trying to shoot and they're like like i'm, I'm not trying to foul you i'm not trying to hurt you i just do not want you to get the shot so i'm just gonna stop you i mean sit him for 10 minutes that could prevent people from doing that 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 could stop them but i'm also with you where it's like if you just gave people yellow cards like there there is no context like if someone did something that warrants a yellow card in the fifth minute you just give them the yellow card in the fifth minute and that way come you know the 85th minute and stock is running on goal you don't have the option to just yank up back because you already have a yellow card or or you you do have the option but you'll be kicked off and then like if you just so yeah i think i think i'm i like in theory i don't mind the blue card mm-hmm. if i'm being completely honest with you. like i do think that like yeah if someone has a clear goal scoring opportunity in the first you know 15 minutes of the game and someone pulls them back and then they yank them for 10 minutes yeah the other team's just going to sit in and park the bus and nothing's gonna happen and it, that would make the spectacle of the game a lot more boring yes for everybody so i mean a different way to look at it would be you know maybe 10 minutes isn't enough but or or or, else, or you could just be actually i think the best thing to do like you said is just to apply the rule i think yeah no matter what like Someone dissents, like, don't talk to the ref. If you come talk to the ref, yellow card, you talk to the ref. Like, because, I mean, I think the goal is the same. Like, they just want people to stop talking back to refs, and they want people to stop with the technical or professional fouls. Because it's one and the same thing, right? It's like, you like the game is less, the game is less entertaining. If somebody like if you're if you're you know if somebody like you know how it is like oh yeah like you're about to be on a fast break I'm just gonna tackle you and knock you over yeah. and break up the play so that you can't have fast break. As a fan, that's annoying because you know that would lead to a high stakes situation where there could be a goal, but you know 
the striker gets taken out, you know, in the middle of the park just because they, there was that threat. And there's, and there's no, there's no real consequence. So I feel like if that was punished with a yellow card or, or, or if they changed the rule to say like, yo, like if you're on a fast break and you do this, like you're, like you're getting a red card. A like red card. Yeah. like that, that, that's a clear goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you weren't the last man or you were like it, like I just, like I, I agree. There's, there's things that the, like if we like dissent needs to go. I mean, I get it. I like as a referee, like I wouldn't want not even like swearing at refs. Like I don't care about that. Like if a ref makes a bad call, you'd be like, oh, you're, 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 you're stupid, stupid AF, like whatever. Like, that's fine. Like, I feel like you're a grown yeah, adult yeah. man, woman, whatever. Like I, we were, we, I can say whatever I want, but like, if you were to just go and be like, yo, like, do you, like, are you sure that wasn't a penalty? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Like, okay. Yellow card. Right. Stop. Like, stop talking to me. Like, I like that in the history of the sport that has never changed. Like someone coming up and please be like, please give yeah. him a pen. Like, no, like that's, but like, if you give me a call, I don't like it. I'm just like, ah, F that. Yeah. Like that, like, I don't have a problem with that. Or like, but like coming to the right be like, oh, are, like, are you an idiot? Like, are you stupid? Are you blind? Like, okay, maybe Yeah. I can like that, that would stop. But like just yelling out of frustration. So I think, yeah, just, find the rules better and then players would learn like oh yeah like i can't do this because my team is being put in a bad situation and there would be no need for a blue card i feel like i'm rambling but it's just that's that's that's, that's, that's my thought no i'm with you because i feel like it's just gonna i mean the thing that i don't like with american sports is how long things take and i feel like that's starting to happen in soccer like it's you know I like that they let the game continue to play when they're doing a VAR check or whatever. But even when the ref has yeah. to stop and then go to his screen and then take 10 minutes to see like these lines and to like replay and replay and replay and slow-mo, slow-mo, like I just feel like they're just slowing it down so much. Like it used to be 90 minutes, a couple minutes of stoppage time and you and you got it. But now it's like, you know, the, it's going to slow the game down even more to just put, like you said, they're going to put 10 minutes behind the ball. They're going to park the bus. They're going to try to just wait out those 10 minutes as safely as possible. But I mean, to your point, like if this does stop people from making these cynical, silly fouls, then that's great. You know, maybe if if the best case scenario, the best outcome is like it happened once or twice and then you never see a blue card again because they've kind of learned their lesson. But I would just like to see yeah. like, yo, use the yellow and the red for what it's for. Like to your point, if it's five minutes into a game and there's a clear yellow or even red card, the ref isn't going to give it most of the time just because they don't want to start the game off with somebody with like you know, down a man for the rest of the 89 minutes or, or you know, whatever, 80 yeah. minutes, just because they think that it's going to be, I don't know, not as, not as good. People don't want to see that or whatever, but just use the cards that's supposed to be used. These people need, these players need to get the repercussions that they're owed. And I feel like uh, introducing a blue card, maybe I'll eat my words. I'm just like, like I guess I like kind of don't love to see change in these types of things, but that's how I feel about it. I don't really want to see it. Well, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like you are like a lot of people that you don't want to see change in like yeah, yeah. You know, the world's game. Yeah, yeah. And, but I, but I, but I feel like there are some changes that like we do need to yeah. keep the game moving forward. So, for example, you said like there's a time wasting or, or like the stoppage time is like now 10 minutes and like not time wasting from players, but like the VRA checks take time. We're stopping, players are playing less. So, 
like I don't like, for example, U.S. sports or I guess other sports. For example, basketball. I saw All Star Game last night. You know, they stop every, they stop play every four to five minutes Crazy. for a timeout or a commercial break or whatever. So like, you know, what is you know twelve four or four twelve minute halves turns into like a two hour, you know, it, it like it's a two hour investment for what's you know really you know what forty eight less like less than a fifty minute game. Yeah. Um. So my my thought would be so it, like if we're I'm just thinking like changes overall to the sport one I think we could change one so to make VR VAR less time consuming like let's just say for example um, the offsides rule right they're always drawing lines and it's like oh is it a shoulder is it where this thing cut off like I feel like to make things easier they should just say it's all like we're only gonna consider the feet. And like your entire foot has to be yeah. offside. So like if like so like I got two things here. So I got like a switch. So like this is like if this is the goal and this is the defender's foot, and this is like and if you're like this, like you're onside. Yeah, I'm yeah, to go yeah. To the camera, but like, but like if there's like if there's space between the two, then fine. Yeah. You're, or excuse me, it was opposite. Like if there's space between you, you are offside. If like the lines touch, yeah. you are onside. Yeah. And, and and it's just your feet. Just make it easier. It's just yeah. your feet. Like, cause like, it's like, oh yeah. Like, is that like, maybe his jersey's weird and that's his shoulder. Like, it's like, I, I feel like just like make it so much easier in that way. It's just like, oh yeah, there's no, there's no millimeters. It's just like, is yeah. there space? Like are the lines, like we're all using the same lines and with lines, it's very clear cause they're, pixelated so it's just like if you zoom in like do the lines touch are they touching yes okay then he is on site if the lines are not touching she is off site simple yeah right i i don't um yeah we should do one about what we want to see change like what changes we want to see in because i do want to see more cameras like put a camera on the goal line like out of bounds on the goal line how many times just this year have we seen the wrong angle so we don't really know if the ball is out against arsenal that's been twice man you it happened like there's all these they put a camera there just put it straight on or goal line technology like for out of bounds in these situations but yeah it's just silly they're they're making all these rules that i'm like uh, is that really like advancing the game i feel like no one really cares i mean i feel like this is not what's you know, hurting. I don't know. Well, who, what do I know? But like, for example, Newcastle against Arsenal. That 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 could be, that could be huge. And like, as we kind of bring the the close of the season upon us, like that goal that looked out of bounds, but they didn't call it out of bounds, and then they ended up scoring. We then there's a whole other thing. Was it a foul? Blah, blah blah blah. Like these are the things that are kind of like more potentially dangerous and like affecting the outcome of the game. But in my opinion, like. A blue card? Uh, that's that's not what we really need to see. But anyway, everybody has their own opinion. Yeah. No. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Either. Yeah. I mean. And yeah. It. Like. Yeah. Ten minutes isn't isn't. It's ten minutes isn't long enough to make a difference. It's it's like you can like you said you can if you're the other team you can just you know park the bus and clear the balls and fight. It's like when you're, you know like the last ten minutes of the game and someone gets a red card. Yeah. A lot of times, like a team can hold on, yeah, yeah, if they have the lead, and it's not like it's not. It's like being down a man for ten minutes isn't as detrimental to a team winning or losing a game as it sounds. Yeah, like if you were to say like he goes off for the rest of the half, 
Right, it's different. Okay, yeah. well, that's different. And then and then there's like a strat strategy can be played into it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, like if there's five minutes left, I'll just do this and I'll just go off. Or maybe I'm tired. I don't yeah. know. And like we like we like we we don't need a sub. I just need a break. I don't know. So actually, maybe that probably doesn't make sense. You know, you can just stop running if you need a break. But yeah. Either way, I guess, like you said, we'll see. I mean, I doubt that the rule. I doubt that the rule changes with the blue card. I feel like enough people don't like it, and I feel like they said they'll try it in the lower leagues, and yeah. I think they'll see that, like for the most part, like it doesn't change the outcome of the game. It just makes the game less boring. What we need to do is make the game. Now, now I, I tell you, I tell you what I would like to see. People are gonna be mad at this. Instead of taking a man off, they throw an extra man on. <laughs> you throw, you th- I'm, I'm, this is a joke uh, clearly this is a joke but like it's just like this is like the insanity right man throw, that sound like, like okay. this is the king's <laughs> league you throw you throw another ball on the court or another ball on the field and only that other team can can play with that ball like oh like or, or like they can only score with it. Like there's now there's like this is yeah this is crazy talk. So yeah, I think yeah we can probably move on from the blue card and the regulations. It wouldn't be a fun topic to discuss in the future, but I have a more fun topic to discuss today. So Brooks, your team is in the middle of a sh- you know pretty good title race. You know, Liverpool's in there with them. City, the city is in there. City played the Chelsea yesterday and dropped points at the Etihad Stadium, Brooks. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I'm feeling they feel really good. I mean, I don't I I was hoping that Chelsea could come away with all three points. Um but yeah now that goal difference is looking really nice for Arsenal. They they scored like eleven goals in the last two games. So I didn't think that they could close that gap. It was like a six or seven point goal difference gap. But yeah, so um, not making me feel really good. Obviously, City still have a game in hand, and it's we've talked about this. It's like City, you know, they're gonna they're gonna go on a run where they don't lose for like twelve games in a row. <laughs> they're gonna they I, you brought it up off camera like they play Liverpool anyway, going down toward the the back end of the season. So the stretch, yeah. yeah. But Arsenal, I mean, I think that they're they're looking amazing. They haven't lost since the turn of the year. Gabby is bringing them good luck. Every time he watches a game with me, they they win. So uh, they're, they're looking good. It's looking like um, they're starting to finally click. Like I feel like we've talked about this all year. Like they just haven't looked good. Like they 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 are arguably a better team on paper, but they just haven't been able to to put everything together. And it feels like things are finally coming together for Arsenal. So it's exciting. It's exciting to see this. It's exciting to see goals being scored, especially. I mean, you know, I'm not the biggest Jesus fan when it comes. To like putting him up top as a as a striker, but when you're scoring six goals a, a game and they're like almost all by different players, that's pretty. That kind of shows that Arteta was right about not not signing a striker in the uh, in the winter window. Even Kai Havertz got a goal over the weekend. Kai Havertz, Even Kai Havertz is scoring goals. He got like barely two three goals in the last five. He got more than Jesus this season, I think, and people are still hating on him. <laughs> No hate. I mean, I, I won't hate. I, yeah. I can. Ne- I can one thing. I could never hate on the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he did for our club, I can't, I can't hate on him. I can never hate on him. Okay, so let me. So yeah, I mean, I'm not. Maybe we don't need to necessarily get into a prediction here, but I mean, so you guys, you guys are in it. City is obviously in it. I mean, Erling Holland. Let's be honest, he's not. 
looking. Man, there's so many chances yesterday. Yeah. Like, I know he is devastating. (sighs) He, like, so this is, like, I feel like, like you said, City, like, this game they had against Chelsea is going to make either, this game will either make or break their season. If they, if they draw or lose their next game, it's over. But if they win their next game by, like, three or four goals, I feel like they aren't going to lose or draw a game for the rest of the season. Like, 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 like this is, this, this is like the defining moment of their season. Either they go on to win it or they go on to like finish in like third or fourth. But I mean, I guess we won't know until we see them who they play next and how that goes. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you agree with that statement or do you feel like, they still, oh yeah, in their next game, they play Brentford. Okay, so they have a midweek game against Brentford. Okay, that won't count. But they play, okay, they got, they got, they got two big games. Like you said, they have, oh, they got three big games coming up. Arsenal, Liverpool, and United are all, like their next five games, they'll play Liverpool, Arsenal and Man U sort of thing. If I'm you, I'm feeling good. There, there's no way they get out of that without dropping more points. Yeah, but it's also Man City versus Arsenal in Manchester. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, listen. Our, but right? you saw what Chelsea did. Listen, yeah. no, no, hold on. You, you saw what Chelsea did. Chelsea, we are in 10th place, I think. <laughs> or something. Yeah, 10th. You saw what we, huh? Yeah, 10th. I was saying Is you're it right. You're right. 10th. Okay, yeah. We're in 10th. I, I, I don't look. I only look at the first four slots in the table, so I don't even know where we are. But if Chelsea can do that to them, yeah, Arsenal can do so much more, so much more. I wouldn't be. I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not worried. Also, I mean, <sighs> unless they win their next game by three goals, their next game is against uh, Brentford. Is it Brentford? Yeah, mid game. Their their catch up game. Yeah, maybe against Brentford. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Arsenal. You know, they are they're feeling themselves right now, scoring all these goals. They're looking good. They're not even giving up goals really. So uh, already beating Man City um, this year once, the uh, first time finally in a really long time. So yeah, I think that they're going into this game full of, or you know, they would be going into it with a ton of confidence. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just gonna say that Arsenal will win it this season. This is that Arsenal is gonna win it this season. So. I'm just going to put that out there right now. February 19th, Arsenal's coming home with the Premier League um, title. Somebody somebody clip this. Please, somebody clip this. Uh, and I think that Liverpool will finish. Man, I honestly don't think they'll. Maybe they'll be third, City second. I mean, I yeah, I, I'm in no position. I mean, I think yeah, it will be some combination of Liverpool and City in second and third. You called Arsenal winning it at the beginning of the season, even though. Oh yeah, I think I think they'll win it. Yeah, I I think yeah, I I feel like they like last season they came so close and gave up. This season they've reinforced. They got you know your boy Declan Rice. Heck of a signing in Declan Rice. A heck of a signing in Declan Rice. You know, never gives up. A true leader, true player. I mean. You got other good. Obviously, you got the you know England Player of the Year. Yeah. Like back to back in Bukayo, you got you know, man, or Real Madrid reject Martin Odegaard, who is like, he could play. I mean, people make jokes. I think he could go back to Madrid. Like if Danny Ceballos is at Madrid, Martin <laughs> Odegaard could be at Madrid. You know. So I mean, 
if I were you, I'd be worried that he, like, there was some, you know, yeah. buyback clause in Martin Odegaard's contract and he's playing next to Chuamani and Bel- in Malverde and Bellingham after Cruz and Modric go, which, I mean, could you blame him if he went back? You know, he wants to prove himself. Everyone wants to prove themselves to the club that let him go. But, uh, yeah, all that to say, I think, yeah, our, I think our Arsenal's on pole position, especially, like, I mean, they have a tough end of the season as well, but yeah. I feel like that compared with everybody else, I feel like they have, I feel like they got just a little bit more, more of an edge. Also, I mean, City, didn't City, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Um, that is all I'm going to say. All right. Oh, did it break? Are you making a waffle? Mm-hmm. Dang. This apartment, the electricity sometimes breaks, so uh, we can't make waffles. What? But, uh, yeah. No waffles is uh, a shame. No waffles is a shame. I don't know if I would be able to enjoy life without waffles. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, life without waffles. Life was living. Hold on. I was like, but, oh, yeah, someone, it's Monday and my calendar's going crazy. Um, Kaylee. Yeah. Do you want, if you can make it in here if you want. What? You can make it in here. It's okay. Okay. Um, anyway. Moving on from the Premier League, you texted me this week. The news finally broke that um, one Kylian Mbappe has given official notice to his famed PSG that he does not intend to continue with the club at the end of the season. I get a reaction. <laughs> I mean, it's like I'm I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm happy that he's finally leaving. It shouldn't have taken this long. I mean, it's sad to see a player like that leave. Um, but PSG need to figure themselves out. They can't do that while they're trying to play, like keep 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 hold of Kylian Mbappe. Like they just need to let the breakup happen and then regroup and come up with an actual way to run a business that's more sustainable than just buying all these stars and because that doesn't work out, obviously. So I'm happy. I hope that Mbappe gets what he wants and wins real trophies. Um, it just seems like he's going to be in, in Madrid. Obviously, I think we talked about this last time. Like, I'm hoping that Thierry Henry can speak into his ear a little bit and get him to, to Arsenal. But this is just like a delusional Arsenal fan. But um, yeah, I think that he's going to love the weather in Madrid, love winning in Madrid, love playing with a couple of his French compatriots in Madrid, as well as Jude Bellingham. It's like a, he's ready. So, They're just waiting for him now. I wonder. Only thing that's questionable yeah. is what number he's going to take. I I think he's going to wear the number ten. Who's wearing it? I think Luka okay. Modric said he's leaving okay. Madrid at the end of the season, and he wore the number ten. Okay. Vinny already got the Dang. number seven. Vinny going to keep the number yeah. seven. I think. But I I think I think it's fine. I mean, if I'm if I'm Mbappe, you know, like. Why not wear the number? Absolutely, two? iconic number at an iconic why club. Why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, I like you know, I get it. You know, Ronaldo's your guy, but I mean, he's ten for with country. You. He's a lot though, of right? people's guys. Yeah, yeah, he wears ten in France. Just wear ten. Just wear ten at Madrid. I mean, I don't think anyone would say no to the number shirt. Ten, the uh, the number shirt. Ten at ten. The number shirt. Ten. <laughs> Real Madrid. Yeah. Um. Uh, so. 
you know, that's the only thing, the only thing that makes me feel weird about this is people, and I haven't seen the numbers, but people keep saying he's going to make significantly less yes. money yeah. at Real Madrid. So that that's, this is the part that always kind of like makes me feel somewhat weird. So I don't know exactly how much money he's making. Like I don't know how much money PSG is actually paying him. I feel like his money situation is confusing because like half of it's like paid up front and like bonuses and like yeah. retention fees. And then the other half is this out. So I don't know how much, like I don't know what his actual salary is versus like how much money he's made overall at PSG. But people just keep saying, or reports keep saying he's going to make significantly less money. Yeah. So to me, like, like, is he making 75 and now he's going to start making 40? I just, it feels like it would be really hard, no matter how good a club is, to make that, like, to make so much little money. Like, do you know? I don't know what the numbers are, but it seems like it would be really hard for me to go from making 80 million to making 40, if that's significant. But if it's like he's making 75 and Madrid can only pay him 50, it's like, okay, that's, you know, he can make up that other 25 easily through, like, you know, his image, keeping his image right. Well, that's so, the difficult thing is because, obviously, as you know, Madrid keeps, you know, owns everybody's image rights, which is not, which, yeah. you know, now is a little bit more normal than it used to be. But Mbappe is not giving up his image rights. So that's that's what we're going to need to figure out. That's the interesting thing. Because, yeah, I mean, it was, um, he was making... Let's see. He is making like over 60 a year at PSG. Um, uh-huh. And, and I, I, the, what was it? Two years ago, whatever they were, they were, um, Madrid was offering him was going to be, you know, that much, but a better signing on bonus. Yeah. Um, and now they can't offer him that. And I don't know why. I don't know if that had anything to do with the financial fair play or who they've signed in the last whatever. But yeah, it's it's there's no like open number exactly as to what he's making. But the rumors that he's making seventy five million per year, excluding his bonuses. So his salary is like seventy five million per year at PSG. I don't know who else can pay that. Well, that and and that that's the thing. So I feel like. Especially, and I read a report similar saying like whatever, like the offer that Madrid had on the table two summers ago, like that's gone. Yeah. Like we have an offer for you, but it's it's worse, which doesn't make sense. Like I get it. okay, you signed Jude Bellingham for like a hundred thousand or a hundred mil, um, and a, and a handful of other players, but I just it doesn't like it seems like it would be weird. Like oh yeah, like we think you are the best player in the world, or at least in the conversation yeah. between two or three. We were going to give you this much. Now we're going to offer you a lot less. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, because he could still stay. Like, it's not like Madrid's yeah. his only option. Like, he can go wherever he wants to. Yeah. And wherever he goes, I mean, I guess it would, I mean, what, what, like, I don't know where else he would, I mean, Arsenal, Liverpool, but Klopp's leaving. I mean, he's not coming to Chelsea. But, you know, he, I, I hate to say this to your face, he's not going to Barcelona either. Right. I mean, I mean, actually, you know what? Maybe they could. He he could he could go to Barcelona. I mean, that the, the, they he would have find to a way to pay him more. They would find yeah. They would pull a couple of levers, but he's. I mean, to your point, he's not. But yeah, I don't. It's just funny because people are like, well, you know, you know, whatever. 
Arsenal can't afford him or or Barcelona can't afford him. But like you don't know, we don't know that, right? He's leaving essentially for free. Madrid are still going to give yep. him a signing on bonus, but he's a free transfer, which is huge for that guy. And so we really don't know what he's demanding is in terms of of a of yearly yearly salary. Like this guy has been making, you know. <laughs> hundreds of millions for the last few years i mean i'm sure he's fine but i guess to your point like you don't want to go from making you know 80 million to then making 20 million like that's not going to sit well with anybody you know no matter how wealthy yeah i just yeah so so then i'm like maybe the only thing that would like unless he doesn't unless he's financially set and just does not care at which point you know fine but i just feel like yeah going to madrid making let's just say half your salary i feel like you he probably wouldn't be incentivized to stay there too long no if like especially if paris is like yeah like okay fine like go have fun because like the the other question i was going to ask is like does paris stay relevant after his departure are they are they even relevant today so i don't know that's a good question because as a psg fan for like 18 years now to me they're less i mean they're more relevant in like culture but they're more of like a laughing stock in terms of like football i think like i haven't paid attention to them these last like three years just because it's just like it's almost like barcelona there's the business the way they're running this club like the bit is just like a shambles a bit and a bit embarrassing but yeah that's a good point like a lot of these people are going to be like oh no more mbappe like i don't care anymore you know yeah, I mean, which I mean, and I feel like it's like it's like a gift and a curse because I mean, I I haven't been a PSG for eighteen years. Like I I think the first PSG jersey I bought was a Blazeman Tweedy in like two thousand and fourteen, okay. right? So last generation of players only but because not of Chris Linton. So let me shout out Chris Linton because this guy's been going to PSG since he since pre. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Wow, I didn't know that. Okay, shout out Chris. I see you, Chris. Um, but. Like when they had like those players, like I think it was like Verratti, then Tweedy, um, Kabat, yeah. Ibrahimovic, even I think we had David Beckham at a point yeah. in time, right? I think it was like 2013, maybe 2014, early 2010s. But like they, like I was not a fan. Like I would watch PSG in the Champions League, they would routinely <laughs> knock Chelsea out of the round of 16, right? And they were just like another respectable club yeah. from around Europe. Yeah. You know, like I didn't consider the French league to be any stronger than the Portuguese league. So it's like I would see them play, then I'd see yeah. like Benfica or I'd see like a club from like, I mean, like for example, like a Ajax or a Ghent, like just like another yeah. big club around Europe that hasn't won anything. I guess Ajax has won things. Benfica, but they've never won anything. But it was like they're just a club. But then you know, Mbappe when Project Mbappe and Neymar came, it yeah. was like okay, now they are a superstar. And Messi comes, it's like they're at their pinnacle. It's like, do they go back to just being another good club in Europe that's like around in the Champions League because they've won their domestic league for the last ten years mm-hmm. and like go make it to the round of sixteen, sometimes a quarterfinal, maybe a semi here and there, and like they have fans, or is it like they like? go the way of like a Juventus where I feel like Juventus is like completely irrelevant. Yeah. That's like, like no one like Juventus used to be like, Everywhere. at least to me. And they were like, the yeah, Real Madrid, thought, yeah, honestly. Yeah. There was a time. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, from like middle school 
up until like five years ago, yeah. like Juve was like, I'm an Inter fan, but it was like, I still thought Juve was yeah. a bigger deal and they were, and yeah. now they aren't. So, I mean, it's, and like, the, like I also fear the same thing could yeah. be happening to Barcelona. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's sad. Like I hate seeing it. I hate being on the streets and like the, the just, just like, is there's just no excitement really anymore for it. There's a cut, you know, there's still bars yeah. that play the games and it's just like, it just feels, I know we're not getting stuck on this, but just quickly, like it living here, it feels like almost depressing to think of and talk about Barcelona. Whereas 10 years ago, it was like, you could feel it in the streets, like the excitement and the happiness. And now it's like, ugh, it's just like, and that's obviously yeah. political as well. But I mean, you take that away, it's still it's like the financial situation they're in is just, it, it bring, comes down on you. But I, from what I know, PSG is going to turn into almost like a, almost like a like what what Bayern Munich do is they're just going to really invest in, um, in their case French players that are young and good yeah. and talented and and then probably just pick off a couple of these, um, you know, not superstar types but people who are going to push them over the edge a little bit and that's not a bad business model to follow. You know, they buy no. you know they buy the best players from typically their same league if you're you know speaking of Bayern yeah. um and win the mm-hmm. league every season and compete in Champions League and maybe that's the best way to go because these you know superstars haven't done it for them uh yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you that that's a perfectly fine route to go and that will keep you relevant yeah. at least in the Champions League and in your country in terms of people following your club yeah and there's there's a vested interest because they played for Le Bleu right and, well, and to your point about like when PSG wasn't really these, you know, galactical PSG, like during that era, I, I loved to see, you know, Lyon and Marseille. Like they were basically, I feel like what they're going to fall into is what like, you know, the good t- era of Lyon and Marseille was doing uh, years ago when it was just like heavily French and then a couple of like top players from different countries. But like, you know, that Lyon team, those Lyon teams in like the early 2000s, they were always competing and winning the league and competing in champions. Like this was a fun team to watch a couple of Brazilians and then like a ton of French players. So it's done. Yep. I think that it'd be exciting to see that again. And I think that that's the direction they'll go. And I think mm-hmm. it's the direction they should go. Um, essentially that's what a lot of like, even these English clubs do too. There's talent to be found in France as we very well know. And if you can just pick up on that talent, especially in that Paris area, dude, come on. Well, I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, the French league, if they retained French talent, they yeah. would be a top two league. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, like they have enough to like bring all the French players home and spread them out between PSG, Lyon, uh, Marseille, and a few of the, I, like, I feel like I probably left out a couple of the bigger clubs like uh, Monaco. Monaco. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Monaco's not French. French yeah. But still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. OG, OG. Mies Bordeaux, like you got like six or seven clubs that are all yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, and then like a couple other like French adjacent players could also come over. Right. So wasn't uh, it was it Alan Saint Maximin French? Is he French? Yeah, he's French. Never played for the team, but like yeah, like you could get you know, but yeah, every these like it, you know Ivory Coast is. guys that are you always got you always also what I love about the French league is they always have great African talent. I feel like like you make yeah. your name if you're french like you make your name in the african league at least like i don't know yeah i mean in the french if, in the french league but that'd be cool to 
I, they do a good job at that, I feel like. Or they did. I don't know. Cool. Well, I think we've had a productive conversation today, Brooks. I, I think, think uh, so. you know, we, we you know, talked about the blue card. We talked about the blue moon in Manchester City, and it's, it seems like it's starting to crack a little bit. <sighs> Arsenal is, you know, in good form, and it looks like they could maintain it. And we got two predictions now trending towards a title run at the end of the uh, the season. Mbappe's off to Madrid, and PSG can stay relevant if they play their cards correctly, yeah. and they will not, you know, go the same way as you know some of uh, you know, let's just say our fallen heroes and Juventus. <laughs> Shout out Del Piero, he used to be my favorite player in high school, and uh, you know, won Barcelona after you know the celebrities after you know Messi, like basically all, after all their big players left, yeah. like now they're just left with the youngsters and uh, Robert Lewandowski and Ilki Gundogan. Dortmund stars that are trying to replicate this in the, like the twilight of their career. Yeah. It's not like it, like I like, I love both of those. Yeah, yeah. It's just not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. And it's not, it, and it's like, it's all obvious. They're not even that bad. They're just, it's just not the same. So anyway, final thoughts on any of those topics, Mr. Brooks? No, I mean, Barcelona needs to, needs to do some real business. Um, but no, I, I, I don't have any final thoughts. Actually, I just have a question about these for you. We can, did you, you said you did run in these or you did not run in these? No, I do. I, at work though, only at work. And what do you think of them? I, I mean, they're fine. They're just not as good as the Invincible 3s okay. was my, was my take. Okay. Yeah. I just prefer like the, the cushion. The cushion. Um, and yeah, like they, like they're fine. Like I think last week I, I think I only I only run about once a week though because okay. I rarely go into my office. Okay. So they just sit under my desk. But I mean, what'd you think? I saw you took them out. I took them out. Yeah, I took them out finally, like on the street streets, and um, you can definitely tell that they're not a carbon sole, and you can tell they're not like a mad cushion like the Invincible. Um, but versus, I kind of like that in some respects. I was way sore than I thought I'd be in my calves after running in them. Um, but I like the fit. I like the I like the fit of them. I th- I'm gonna. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to try try them for longer longer distances. But today I did like the invincibles, and you can tell the difference with the cushion. But you did yeah. you did the five k or the, the 10, you said it was a ten k. Yeah, in the in the ten k and the invincible. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little slower pace than those things, but I like them. Yeah, anyway, I just want to get your thoughts on them on or off camera. I just want to know. Yeah, no, I mean they're 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 cool. They're cool, but I mean like so. I mean. I feel like I feel like they're fine to have as like a like an alternative run shoe. Even like a treadmill never, shoe. I mean, I'm exclusively a treadmill. Oh, that's I'm right. Exclusive on treadmill. Okay. So I mean, yeah, for people that are on the streets, but yeah, like if you can afford to get the invincible, I would, or or anything better. I mean, but if you don't, I, I guess I put it like if you're not running in the invincible, and like you just pick up the Pegasus. With the Zoom X, like you're you're going to be happy. It's just if you're writing a shoe yeah. that's better. But I think to your point, it's the recycled Zoom X. That's what people talk about online, like the recycledness of this. You can is tell. that what the problem is? Yeah, because they're just okay. like pieces that have been cut off. It's not like a full and piece glued together. Glued together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. It's yeah. It's like yeah. it's like the foam pit at McDonald's, and they're like, okay, okay, now you have a soul. Whereas. On the Invincibles, which I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this though, I like the look of the recycled foam X I do too. Yeah. versus yeah. Um, 
the uh, I just drew a blank. I'm, I can't even see it. It's because it's still Zoom X on the uh, the Invincible. Yeah. It's just not risky. Yeah, you could tell the difference. And though. it looks the presentation looks cleaner as well. But yeah. I like I like the recycled look. But yeah, the Invincibles are definitely the superior shoe, and I guess that reflects in the uh, in the sale price. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, like I'll continue. Like like I said, I mean, like in the last year, like I had tried those. I had tried the Vomeros. Um, I heard those are really I, I'll, good. I'll put, I was gonna say the Vomeros are about the same price as the Pegasus. They're less than the Invincible. And the Pegasus, or the, the Vomeros were really, really good. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed running them those, and I'll probably get another pair of those this summer. Yeah. I actually, but, because of my Nike discount, I had to order them to the States, to my friend's house, but I actually got a Zoom Fly, um, the Zoom Fly 5, that has a carbon sole, because um, I've been waiting to for that new Alpha Fly to come out in April, but I needed a carbon shoe. And I didn't want to let this discount leave because it expired at the end of February and the Alpha's not out yet. Yeah. So I just got the like Zoom Fly with the carbon sole because um, I had a Zoom Fly 3 and it was one of my favorite running shoes. Um, so I'm excited for somebody to come to Spain and hopefully bring those soon because they're just sitting at my boy's house <sighs> waiting for uh, them to, to go on my feet and go on some long runs. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know those? Yeah. Okay. The Zoom. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking yeah. at them right now. It's like the cheapest way to get a carbon yeah, plate. In I was going to say, it surprised me that you would get these, if I'm being honest. Yeah, so... They seem a little bit beneath you. Well, the biggest thing was because the... the Well, the like I said, those Alpha Flies, they announced the third version, but they're not out yet. And I needed to get... Yeah. My Alpha Flies that I have currently, they're at like 380 miles and the soles falling off. The, the Vapor Flies I sent into Nike and they just kept them. They didn't give me anything back for it. And other vapor flies <laughs> I have at my mother-in-law's house. So I needed something. I didn't want to spend a ton of money because these alpha flies are what I want to spend the money on. Yeah. And you got to wait another month and a half. I also want to wait for another Nike promo, like uh, do a little bit of work for Nike to get the another 40% off. I'm not trying to pay full price for those. This looks crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, 300 bucks. Ooh. Yeah, ain't easy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, I guess yeah. We'll keep 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 the people informed on the footwear for the running and the football. But for now, we will let you guys go. Thank you for hanging out with us on the Abraza Football Podcast. We'll see you in a week, Brooks. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Until next time. Bye.